ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. We're going to be on episode number 43, and I'm going to be sitting down with a uh, person named Abigor, and this conversation uh, happened at <laughs> such an opportune time um, that uh, you, I'll explain a little bit more later, and you'll see the next episode what I'm talking about, but I've been kind of on a quest to reach out to OSI players and kind of get more of a, you know, fresh take on uh, what's going on over there. Um, I think the common uh, perception and or misconception is OSI is perhaps, you know, dead, dying, you know, I don't know, not very active. That's kind of the um, opinion that most, uh, I think, free shard players might have. I wasn't convinced that was the truth, um, but I... Obviously, playing a free shard, I'm a bit biased, so I really wanted to get you know other people's opinions and and want to hear some active OSI players. Um, Abigor was uh, you know nice enough to let me not only in you know to talk to him, but to uh, really allow me to understand the uh, cool organization, which is the name of their guild, and uh, you know they pretty much welcomed me in, and I, I got a. You know, he gave me roles in Discord that I was, an, you know, an actual, like an actual member. So I got to really see the underpinnings and, um, you know, wanted to see, is it really, you know, active? So um, the, the takeaway is yes. It is, uh, I would say, active. I, um, I can speak for cool, for sure. We're on Atlantic. Um, they are, I think, one of the biggest uh, organizations, uh, you know, that are playing and I can tell you nightly there were I saw hunts I saw people in voice I saw people hanging out playing UO playing other games uh, takeaway very active um so if, if you are looking to play OSI um you know I would definitely check out cool now in terms of the client and uh, everything I had to do to get set up I was actually able to use the classic UO launcher with OSI and it was great um I did have a couple of uh, client oddities, um, but honestly, for the purposes of me checking it out, it was fine. Um, great FPS with that client. Um, you know, I don't. I have no idea if I could still be relevant using that client um, as opposed to enhanced or whatever else is out there. But um, it worked, so it was literally a couple clicks, and I was in. Endless journey uh, meant I didn't need an active sub to go look around. That was really neat, um, and you kind of get a really good uh, view of what's going on. Now, just to preview uh, the episode after this, because Abigor is still involved, um, I did get an email um, from a uh, person named John Clark, and he was doing exhaustive research um, for an article that he's going to be writing that's going to be coming out um, in March. Basically, he was writing a piece for uh, the MIT Technology Review on the 25-year history of Ultima Online and what it can teach us about virtual worlds now being designed. Um, I was you know, pretty floored when he emailed me this, and literally this was right after I spoke with Abigor. So I uh, spoke with John Clark uh, last night, and in, in terms of doing that, I was able to um, use Abigor to help me, you know, get in game and kind of see the cool houses, uh, take a, take a mini tour. I shared my screen with John Clark so he could kind of 
see you know an active guild and and all that stuff so a sincere thank you to cool and if you know i ever become active on osi that's probably the organization i'm joining just because they are uh the hospitality was awesome um so look forward to the next episode because it's the longest episode i've ever done um it's almost three hours uh raw and uncut so, uh, and the whole time I was doing that, you know, I was in game with cool as well. So it was a very interesting, uh, experience, uh, very fun, but uh, it really ties back into this episode. You kind of learn who Abigor is kind of what drives him. And, uh, he has some, I would say very hot takes on, um, the devs, uh, the OSI experience, some of the answers he gave me, I, I honestly didn't expect. Um, so it was a lot of fun. So look forward uh, to this one and the next one coming up. Uh, we have just exciting things coming up. And again, a sincere thank you to uh, the Cool uh, Guild. Thanks, guys. Not exactly sure what Abigor is. I, I was <laughs> just like everybody, everybody else. When you go to start a new character, yeah. you're like, well, what am I going to name it? You know. So I think I looked up uh, like ancient demon names or something like that. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure on what it is, but it's Abigor is how everybody pronounces it so far. So. And it's funny, I, I tell people the hardest part of UO is the damn character creation and the name. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> it's hard to do. Like, you like you, get, you don't really want to have to change it down the road. Right. So I've, I've probably got 13 different Abigors now spread across wow. the accounts. It's just, like I said, I stuck with it. Okay, so walk me through... You know, if you can remember way back, you know, when did you first kind of hear about Ultima Online? I was in the military and uh, okay. um, we had a bunch of guys that used to play um, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> this is when you had to go to a game area or a game store or whatever and play in there. Yeah, physical and, cards, right? <laughs> right, yeah. physical cards. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, we were in there and I think I think I just bought a a gateway computer it was my i had a computer when i was in high school but then when i went off the military you know and i think i just bought a gateway and i told one of the guys i was having a gateway ship and then he was like man you got to check out this game and i was like yeah was what, what was the gateway the one with the cow logo what was yeah it was a white it was a white box with black cow spots on oh it. my gosh i remember that yeah it was okay. at the time yeah. being in the military we didn't make any money and yeah. gateway had a thing i think it was nothing down and then it was like 30 bucks a month or something for a thousand dollar computer or something yeah. that came with everything and it was a crap computer well even let's be honest even they were then. all trash it was right. whether it was a Dell gateway, whatever, dude. I swear it was the same, you know, crappy components, just different logo back then. <laughs> right. Okay, but, so you heard about the game. You get your computer. What you're in the military. What is your conception at that moment of, let's just say, MMOs or anything in that realm? Like, what was your understanding of it? So before I went in the military, I was um, uh, going to college and. Uh, I had messed around on BBSs. Okay. Um, and they had uh, MUDs in those, multi-user dungeons. Yeah. So that that was my whole concept of the thing was, is it's going to be a text-based game where you go from room to room, just like in a MUD. And right. He, I, and Maldonado was his name. And he was like, no, he was like, this is like a, like a game. It's like, like <laughs> a, I think at the time we'd 
we played Wolfenstein 3D or something yeah. and and Doom or something, Doom 3D. And he's like, it's kind of like that, but there's other people on there. And I'm like, I guess I just don't get it. Right, <laughs> he, yeah. <laughs> he let me borrow his stuff, so I, I downloaded it and um, made an account. And hit, he started off with the whole, it's just like Dungeons and Dragons, and I was not a Dungeons and Dragons fan. Really? Um, wow, okay. It just, it wasn't my thing. And, it's funny, I'm uh, not either, man. I've never gotten into it. I don't know if I just I lack the patience where it's like, hey guys, let's sit down for eight hours. I'm like, I have you oh. <laughs> I just never got it. it. Like they played yeah. Dungeons and Dragons when I was in high school, and I was just like, right. yeah, I just don't, I don't understand that. But once I saw the game, he was like, yeah, he goes, well, they they got banks. I remember this had to be like what year late was nineteen. This? this is like Decemberish ninety eight. Wow. Okay, so it's pretty early on. Yeah. I remember he was saying that they had just started banks and he was like, they got a server close to us. Cause I think, I think if I remember at the time, great lakes was a brand new server. They yeah, just turned okay. it up. And so we got on great lakes and yeah, I don't really remember the, um, the old style weapons. Right. I only remember the current ones with the resistances and whatnot, but I'm sure that I played with the old style weapons Okay. For a bit. I don't even know which uh, expansion they changed it over at. Was it? It was Age of Shadows, published sixteen. And I am. I'm not a historian, but I know that because that's when I quit. <laughs> so that's yeah, the only reason gotcha. I know that answer. Now, when you log into this game, man, like, what are you trying to do? Are Are you trying to like craft or like what was your kind of like goal? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I thought we could play together, kind of like, um, uh, kind of like playing multiplayer on Doom, or you know what I'm saying. Right. I just thought it was me and him, and then I get in there, and you know, I'm uh, at, at the time we had house phones, we didn't have cell phones. Yeah, right, right, right. with well, the cord, right? <laughs> right. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I call him up. I well, of course, and I couldn't play and talk at the same time because I'm right. going over dial up, yeah. and so I get in there, and then I call him, and I'm like. I don't know where I'm at. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm in here. There's, there's all these little guys are running. Those are all people. And I'm like, I understand. He goes, no, those are actual people. <laughs> right, right. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> I was like, yeah. all right. So we found each other to where we could text in game. And um, yeah. And then from there, he, I think I started off um, doing crafting, just okay. trying to make gold. He yeah. said, I think he told me that that was the easiest way at that time was to become a crafter. Um, and uh yeah i spent and how old uh, just give me an age range how old are you at that point because i assume you're in your 20s or something right uh it's probably 19 20 okay yeah like so that. you're, you're so. older than interesting okay because i always find it fascinating when people a little bit older right that start the game compared to like you know when i was a punk kid running around being a jerk to everyone <clears throat> um right okay so you're and you're on great lakes you said now Walk me through kind of, you know, your history, you know, kind of bringing it, you know, to current day. Like, what was your kind of experiences? Well, on Great Lakes, I got mixed up with this uh, um, group. I think it was Guild of Friends, G-O-F. Okay. Um, and I was with them oh, the rest of the time on, my, on Great Lakes. I ran around with a guy named Squishy. Um, he was trying to teach me PvP on yeah. there. And how long um, was this time period we're talking about? up until i think 2002 2003 okay i mean I was still on four great or five years i mean that's a decent you know 
Yeah, I ran with GOF for quite a while, and then um, I switched over to, um, at the time, there was a guild called uh, Black Company, BC. Okay. Um, I ran with them for a little bit, but I, because of dial-up and because everything, <laughs> I just, I sucked at PvP. Not only was right. it no skill, it was no ping. Um, I remember um, getting killed repeatedly by, like, just some of the names from back then was, like, Ho Chi Minh was a big one <laughs> yeah. on that shard. Okay. Um, there was a couple guys, I think it was like Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo or something like that. They ran on that shard. You know, um, something that's funny, man. A PK, I swear to you, is never named like, you know, Bob Smith. <laughs> no. <laughs> like ever, right? <laughs> no. But I, I remember playing on there. I was on there. I had a house in that uh, pass in the mountains north of britain okay um that i saved up for like a year to put that house up wow and okay. and then i what year was it when um oh doom came out uh dungeon doom okay and so that's fast forwarding to like oh three that's that's past age of shadows because i was already quit by then I don't know if Doom released with Age of Shadows with the new <sighs> update. I don't know. Someone will probably correct me after this. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't remember. I remember Lord Blackthorn's Revenge came out, and the, and the box had that little metal guy in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah the figurine yeah. by Seth MacFarlane. I still have the box. I never opened it. Nice. Um, I still okay. have the box with the little guy. Well, one of the guys. I think there was two or three you could get on yeah, the Yeah, different design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I think Doom do you, came out. That do was... you remember, man, back... Because right at that era, remember the third Dawn client? The failed one that never, I think, came out? Wasn't wasn't there two of them? Well, there wasn't was, the, there two, there was Classic. Clients? Yeah, so there was Classic. And then the, I think it was like a failed version of the Enhanced. Because I remember the third Dawn client was... 3D. It, it reminded me of the enhanced client, to be honest with you. Current day, um, yeah. It when the the download was huge for yeah. the 3D client, whatever the first 3D client was, right? And I don't I don't think it ran for very long. That was the third dawn one. No, then they had another it one. Failed. Yeah, there was another one that was a 3D client that I forget the name of it. You're probably right. I don't know. I, I was probably not playing at that point. Um, I've always played on classic client, even the current enhanced client. Yeah. Right. I just, I can't wrap my head around it. It just doesn't feel the same. Plus, I really, um, uh, I, I really hate going through all the motions of clicking a million times to build one thing. So, yeah, I um, tried, um, you know, years back, I tried the enhanced client and I just couldn't, it, I mean, <laughs> It wasn't bad. It was just not my cup of tea. Like I could see if I never played before, I would probably prefer the enhanced, right? Like for sure. Um, well, the frame the frame rate on the enhanced makes it almost like usable. Right. Yeah. That's right. Compared to the compared to the client that they have, the classic client, they still I don't I don't know when the last time they updated that thing, but it's running like fifteen frames per second, no matter what your connection is. Yeah, no, uh, it, we're going to get into that. That That's definitely a core question <laughs> that's going to come up. But okay, but, so you're on Great Lakes, Doom opens, what happens? Yeah, so when when the the day that, uh, oh, cry me. I remember the day that it came out because I went to go walk through. They said there's going to be a bigger landmass. You can put 18 by 18s everywhere, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so I got everything ready to go, standing beside the moon gate when 
I think server came server came up that day and I walked through the moon gate and just I just dumbass I didn't get the expansion so when <laughs> I went through the, the expansion moon gate, my client my client just crashed and I was like, oh man and I didn't I like I didn't do any research on where I was going right it's like oh no I just went through into a dungeon and now I've got all the stuff on my body to go place a house right and it's like a five minute logout period or something I'm pretty sure right I, it, yeah the body was gonna decay so yeah. I had to go drive around to game stores asking do you have the new expansion <laughs> for Ultima Online I kind of need it right now right and yeah, by the time I got back, my body was already done. Oh um, man! But then when Doom was around, that was '03. It was March or April of '03. Um, I was uh, doing scripting for a third-party client. Was that Easy UO? Uh, that might have been Easy UO. What's mean, the what, other one? It was a program, I guess. Really not. I mean, I guess you could say it was a client, but yeah, it was like you could insert scripts and it would, you know, automate whatever for you. Right. It just, it, it was a helper. Yeah. And right. <clears throat> when I, I got involved with um, some website that was, um, everybody was just putting in their scripts, you know, to help everybody else. Oh, yeah. uh, it was, man, it's probably still up because Easy UO still exists with that script library you're talking about. It could be, but in that script library, they had a, uh, a hacks and exploits page. Okay. And at the time, it, I don't know if you're, you might not have been on in Doom, but Doom has an area where you go around, you collect a whole bunch of uh, bones, you turn them in, you get a gold skull. Okay. Then you go to this this guy named I think it's Chiloth or something, and he takes you across the boat over into the uh, end game part of Doom. Okay. Right. And uh, anyways, that guy Chiloth, he had this this robe. It was a hooded robe, and he was holding some sort of a weird staff it was like chiloth staff or something like that yeah and not knowing at all how things worked somebody had posted up a um a hack on how to get that staff from chiloth oh. if you just did this thing and i uh so i went through all the steps did the whole thing got the staff went back home put the staff into a, a crate and <laughs> logged out went to work come back that out that evening and i'm in jail right? oh, as soon as i log man. in and i'm like what like how do i end up i didn't even know jail existed right yeah <laughs> so the uh the gm comes on and says your account's being banned for um uh for hacking or exploit whatever it was ex whatever. exploit you yeah know? so they banned that account i logged in on my other account to go see if the house was still up immediately went to jail they checked my ip and uh, they kicked both my accounts at one time damn so, it, i mean it, it I, like I said i was unaware of how things worked in the world so but not um, even a second chance like instant ban wow instant ban and that was like they apparently everybody who did that got kicked like wow permanent permanent bans so um yeah after that i um had recently moved i was out of the military so okay um once i got finished moving moved everything over had a new internet provider then i think i moved to lake austin until mondane's legacy is that right 2005 okay ish and yeah that's yeah. yeah and i just i got bored with it i think they made elves or something yeah they, I, man 
after <laughs> there's been some uh, rough <laughs> rough releases to say the least but yeah <laughs> so that was yeah that was my, my the beginnings of me with you then i came back and I think 15 or 16 okay and um just started playing again um with a fresh got, account uh, obviously right we have we fresh accounts site. everything's yeah. everything's brand new I, I they have a thing where you can email in to try and get your old accounts and um, the old account that i had on lake austin i'd like to recover it but i don't remember my old email right um, i'm pretty sure back there it was america online or something dude and... i had a bellsouth.net <laughs> i think was right. <laughs> yeah like i mean it's just outrageous so yeah i feel your pain i understand that. so i restarted and um you know from then uh i got into a guild i think it was a second person gilded in that guild now, um, so are you at Atlantic when you came back, or what? Which are when I on? came back, I went to Atlantic. I was okay. I really, I know, I knew that the they had the most stuff on Atlantic just from right. the Lake Austin time. I knew that the PvP was the heaviest on Atlantic, right? Um, because there's just there's more people, but I also knew that the economy was completely trashed on Atlantic. Yeah, um, well, so, but yeah, I chose Atlantic because I was like, I'm I'm not gonna be logging in anymore without anybody around. You know, right. it just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the most populated chart, and it, there's always people everywhere. So it reminds me of the old days. So um, did, uh, do you do a lot of PvP? I know you mentioned <clears> that. What's your play style? Are you PvPer, crafter? Like, what's your kind of thing? Um, I I mostly just do guild stuff. Um, I do PvP, but I still horribly suck at it. I've always sucked at it. Yeah, um, sure. It's it's just. I like doing it. I like going out um, on OSI on Atlantic. The place to go to always go try to find a fight is uh, the U gate or they have a thing called VVV vice versus virtue where I think it's every 30 That's minutes. That's like chaos or 20 versus minutes. order, right? Is that it's similar. It's very it, similar. Explain that on, for us. I don't know. So vice versus virtue about every 20 to 30 minutes, I think, um, one town comes up as like the essentially the war zone okay inside that town there's um these areas where if you stand in them they they, one will turn on if you stand in that area and nobody's else from anybody any other guilds are standing in that area okay then you start getting points for it right okay you have to hold that area for i think it's 10 or 20 seconds and then you got like a two minute wait until one on the other side of town might turn on, but you don't know which one's going to turn on. And when uh, you're standing there, a little arrow comes on and says it's this direction. So you got to run across town and you know try to get on the next one. Well, multiple guilds will be in the town. Um, so it's like trying King of the to, Hill, basically. It's kind of like King of the Hill, but it's full on PvP the entire time. Okay. Um, you're trying to kill people. You get points for killing. You get points for being in combat. Okay. You get points for taking pedestals. Um, you get points for um, there's hidden relics in town, so thieves can go or thieves and people who can do detect hidden can go around town and detect them. If you can steal those, it's massive points, and these points all go towards purchasing things that are mostly PvP related, like um, oh, what are those things called? The um, what gets rid of all your death kills? Oh, like a, well, I don't know. Pardons. They got pardons. Okay. Okay. And so you can buy pardons. Like factions, a mini factions. It's similar. It's very, very similar to factions. Um, but 
guilds get points. Uh, it's like it's ranked off of guild. Like there's a little, there's a gump that comes up and says these are the guilds that are in town right now. They're inside the war zone. Okay. And then it has a little blue bar and says this is the one that's holding the most points right now. And you're going around trying to kill everybody while you're trying to focus on getting that guild knocked down, your guild um, pushed up, and that's for that one town. And it's only for like 10, 15 minutes. Got then you can go so you hop in, play, yeah, whatever. Now, yep. what other things can you get rewards? Like, what are the other items? There's lots of deco items. There's lots of um, uh, very difficult legendary pieces that are VVV only. And So only um, applied when you're in VVV, they, these items are able to be used. Like factions. <laughs> I keep no, mentioning no, no. that. But. You, you could, so when you're, when you're, you either opt into VVV or you don't. If you opt into VVV, even when you're not warring, you're orange to anybody else in VVV. Okay. If, that, okay. So that's why I've seen people at the U-Gate, and I've seen uh, videos is what I mean. I've seen people that are orange at the U-Gate. That means that they're in the VVV and they can just fight anywhere. They can fight. You fight any place except for, you know, any place in Feluca, you can you'll got, fight VVV. Uh, okay. I got you now. Okay. So when you opt in, you go to the U-Gate, you can go and fight. But if the town is on, then you can go fight for points in the town. Got it. But okay. the gear that you can get off of the, um, I think it's a silver trader is what he's called. The, the things you get, the money you get from, or the points you get from VVV is, I think it's in silver. Mm. There's, I mean, there's different things. There's deco items in there. Um, there's um, specific mounts um ostards and yeah horses that are vvv only there's um lots of clothing items that are beefed up that are vvv and they work even when you're not in vvv they'll work for pve also but the Um, the point is for vvv the stats i assume are more geared towards combat pvp right so are factions not a thing then anymore no i I can't remember when they turned factions off but they haven't been around for talking Talking order, is it chaos and shield or order and shield? No. So remember, there, so the, there was two. There was order chaos. That was very similar. I mean, kind of like VVV, where you, if you were orange everywhere, if you were order, everyone's on the same order, and if you're chaos, everyone's on chaos. But yeah, you could fight, attack anywhere, anytime. Factions. You're talking about the three, the three factions. Yeah. Well, I think it was four. Right? It was calm. Was it four? Uh, true Brits. Shadow Lords and uh, Minax. That's right. Yes. I, when we were on Great Lakes, they were doing those. They were doing um, the old faction setup. Yeah, I remember that now. I, I wasn't really a big part of it. I think I might have helped out a couple of times trying to hold down because wow, the so factions you've never had... really experienced factions then, and it's in its prime. No. Interesting. No. Okay. Interesting. Okay, because. And the reason why I'm I'm, I'm referencing uh, this a lot is because, and, and it's funny because I've actually literally uh, entered my own quest to find out who originally pitched and designed factions because I say it still holds up even to this day as one of the most ingenious, I would say, combat systems I've ever played in. Um, and... Uh, to take this conversation full circle, what I mean by that is um, on hybrid, it was a very popular free share back like, you know, 2008, even before that. Um, there was, uh, they had an OSI clone of like, you know, pre pub 16 era, which had factions. And man, 
<laughs> the factions was just so freaking well designed. It, it 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 blew my mind. Like, how could someone conceptualize this and make it so balanced and fun? Um, so it's very yeah. fascinating that they still have a faction ish type system of the vice and virtue. It's pretty cool. Okay, it's it, it's a good part of the game. I mean, as far as the PvP side of it goes, yeah, um, it, yeah. it keeps everything alive. And um, from my own, like, my idea is is that the PvP is what's running all of OSI. When really? During, through, through, well, through PvP, they all need the high-end gear. They all, they need all the regs. They need like they need all their expendable stuff. Right. And all of now, the rest of the. Go ahead. I'm gonna be fair, right? Because um, I want I want to give uh, a take on both sides, just to give you an example of what I'm talking about. And I want to get your take specifically because it's very fascinating to me. You haven't done factions, so on. Um, for instance, in the free shards. Um, there are uh, an Outlands is the shard I play. They have something very similar to Vice and Virtue. Uh, I mean, hell, it may be a, a straight rip. I don't know. It's like a town struggle, uh, but it's a completely separate, uh, like PvP system where yeah, it's like you fight, you get points for kills, blah blah blah. You redeem these points for mount tokens. I mean, really the same, very similar, right? Very similar thing. Me personally, and this is my personal take, um, like on Outlands, for instance. The, the the combat and the PvP to me is very lackluster. Um, and, and I say that in good faith because any hardcore PvPer will say, yeah, th this combat's custom. It's just really not... It's not what us PvPers, you know, would traditionally like at all. However, um, they do offer that. And I kind of I call it an arena-style PvP. Um, and, and I'm going to guess it's the same as Vice and Virtue where... Like in a town struggle, if you kill someone, it's it's just straight for points. Nothing drops, you know. Uh, I think if as long as you have GM armor on, nothing drops, right? So, you know, you're not really looting anyone. It's really for the points. Is that the same in Vice and Virtue? Uh, no. Vice and Virtue's PvP works just like at the U gate. Um, okay. You get, as far as I know, um, so on OSI, when you die, you can insure items. Right. Um, so if you die, the person gets your insurance money. If you don't have enough insurance money to cover all your stuff, whatever gets left on your body, they can take. Got it. Okay. In, so get, in so VVV, there's a money you get from it. Okay. There is a money. And then in, in VVV, you also, just like at the U-Gate or any, any type of PvP that goes on anywhere uh, in um, OSI, you can't insure things like regs trap boxes. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you just can't insure okay. and you lose it. So if you die, if you're carrying regs, you're carrying um, pots, heal pots, cure pots, um, all the different potions that you run on PVP. Yeah. Um, when you die, that all drops and they take it. They restock off of your dead body. Gotcha. Okay. Cause and that, that happens in the VVV area too. Like they'll take all your stuff and then you got a stat loss for a certain amount of time. Wow. So that's um, another factions mechanic, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So a and a stat loss way, yeah. I do remember that from way back in yeah. uh, on the stat losses back then. Right. And yeah, you know, this is a, a hot take. This is for me personally, and it may sound odd. I enjoy the acquisition of getting loot when I kill someone 
really more than probably the loot itself, if that makes any sense to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, so the small amount of PvP that I do, so um, yeah. I'm actually able to kill people. Um, yeah, I completely understand what you're saying because even if I, I mean, I'll, I, I'll, I'll load up, I'll, you know, I'll dump the whole body into my pack, and then all of a sudden. I'm out like <laughs> I'm overweight. Right, I didn't yeah, even pay yeah. attention to what I was getting. I was just like, I'm taking all this crap. Oh yeah, dry looting, absolutely, uh, for sure. That that's you know I'm 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 very known for yeah like I'm gonna steal everything, even the empty bottles and the kindling. I'm taking it all. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and it's just it, it kind of turned into a gimmick. But you know, when you watch my reaction, sometimes when I do kill some like. I genuinely get excited. Like I, I, I just—it's a rush that I don't get from any other game. Like just, just you know, flat out. Period. Um, but I don't know. But okay, so that—that's a very interesting system that honestly I didn't know um, existed on OSI. So I don't remember where we were in the conversation, but oh, you're, you're on you're Atlantic, going. and can you tell me when you kind of enter into uh, the cool guild? Cause that's where I kind of wanted to land. Gotcha. So the, the guild that I started in the first one, um, we built it up over 2017 and 18, I think. Okay. And then we were just checking today. Cause I, I think it was 2019 was when I was introduced to the guild leader of cool, which had just started up. Okay. And they were interested. Um, I was guild leader of of the guild that uh, I had been with when started. They promoted me up to guild leader. Yeah. And I went over, met the guild leader of Cool, and he's like, "Hey, we're we're bringing as many guilds in as we can." Yeah. Um. And so, I don't know how many guilds ended up going in together to make Cool. Um. But we started. I think today is the anniversary. I think it was the 16th of November. Is how when fitting. We all, wow, nice. When we all came together. And, okay. Um, that's how it all started. Um, there was decided that we were going to um, get rid of the guild leader aspect of the guild and go yeah, to a democracy. Explain that. Explain that system. Um, everybody that was in the guild uh, that had came into cool had been in um, another guild or okay. was a or was the guild leader of another guild. And we were all bringing our entire guilds in. Like we, right. were, we were, you know, rallying the, the clans. And all of us were like, we don't like the idea of one person being in charge, not only because it takes a lot of time. It's a big pain in the butt. Oh, it's um, a bitch. <laughs> it, just, it, take, it just, it drains you. I mean, yes. you can do it for a year or so, but after a while you're like, it's a full I'm just, time it's, gig, man. Yeah. It's too much. So um, and we also, all of us had our own people um, that were coming in with us and we all were like, let's make a council. Um, well, I think at the beginning we had, God, I think we had seven or nine. It was an odd number. We had, we made it the rule where we had to have an odd number of council. Right. For votes, and I assume, right. Everybody. Yep. And everybody okay. has to vote and everything that comes through goes through council. And then we all voted on our emissaries, which is um really the face of the guild is the emissary the okay. council is only supposed to be there to make decisions you know right. the upper end stuff the emissaries are the ones that are supposed to be there to help and the whole premise was is that we're trying to help people who were coming back to osi or new players yeah um and that was the whole point of the guild teach them how to do whatever and um if they are we were trying to get them set up to go to what we called their forever home they weren't supposed to stay at cool they were supposed to come in 
we get them set up, get them acclimated to the game in its current state, and then help them. If they want to go PvP, we had ends with different PvP groups right, that we were upstanding. To that, yeah. Right. And the whole overlying that that whole process, I guess that people just kind of stuck onto it and we ended up with, you know, a niche of PvP. We have a niche of tamers. We have a niche of um people who just make stuff. We have there's all these clicks and they all just work together now and it's been going on i think i said i think three years today so i want to say this uh for everyone that's listening um you know i was given access to the cool discord as if i was a member and i did um you know go through uh the discord and you know i'll tell everyone you know this organization in terms of members in the discord it was showing f- over 400 members, right? And when I, you know, scroll through some of the channels, the general, I mean, it, it's active. When, you know, when I say active, like there are people posting screenshots, like they're doing events, they're doing hunts, whatever. Um, this is an absolute, you know, active organization. And uh, I, I also just want to say thank you for, you know, trusting me with with doing that. But it did actually very much so helped this conversation because I think it was really cool, um, you know, just seeing that because I think there's a bit of a misconception um, about how active OSI is. And this is we're going to get into some hardball questions, man. So um, and that's where just like right now, like I just checked that it's, yeah, you know, it's just an average Wednesday right now, but we've got 166 online right, right. now. So I, okay, in your in your mind, this is a hotly contested um, conversation we're about to have. How many uh, would you say active people do you think are on Atlantic? Like overall, That's, total. I don't. I, I. I. We. We just had this conversation today because um, <laughs> I was posting up some numbers from back in 2011. We have. I, we I have no idea. I, I'm, I'm guessing Atlantic alone, not characters, actual, yeah, actual people on one account. If they one person has twenty accounts, that still counts for one. Sure. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. There, there's a I'm rule guessing divide with, by whatever, right? <laughs> well, it just, just I'm, I'm guessing active we also had this conversation what's active logged on in the last 30 days well Um, yeah i mean i'm guessing per week i'm betting per week atlantic sees four thousand individuals okay so uh, you're you're in the ballpark of what i thought we we had this discussion i'm gonna invite you to my uh discord after this conversation because we have a lot of people we, we have banter about osi whatever and i i thought on Atlantic, it would be in the five thousand range. I thought was very fair. That that felt and it, it might be. I I don't run in the um in the, like there's a whole pirate hunting thing. Like, okay. There's there's a there's a part of the game where you get a um, contract to go find some pirate and you take these monster ships out and they go kill pirates for tons of loot. Okay. That's a that's a whole aspect. There's a whole wow. groups. There's groups and groups of people that just do that. Um, the like I said, there's there's so many different aspects of these niche markets that I don't run in. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, and that's why I'm not. I have a hard time. You. It, it, 
I can't imagine it'd be 2,000 people, but yeah. I'd say 4,000 is pretty safe. Yeah, no, that's but, why I'm not like, hey, give me an exact number, man. I'm holding you to the fire. No, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that's fair. And I estimate that overall, all the shards combined, there's between, I thought, you know, fifteen to 20,000 is what I thought. And that may be even high. I don't know. That's what I was kind of thinking conceptually. It's such a tough one to answer i know like I said, that one, <laughs> if there's um well i like i said i can't speak for any, any other yeah no no I any other but for for cool we keep track and we have since the beginning of on in the last 24 hours seven days 14 days we keep track of our numbers as okay. far as logins go and if we're if we're just doing it by the month we we average somewhere between 600 and 1200. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> per month. And that's not logins, that's that's characters that have logged in at least once. That's every and, 30 days. Uh, and I'm going to give you the, you know, uh, the parallel to this is Outlands is is the, you know, I would say that, you know, the 500 pound, you know, gorilla in the room, that that's the biggest free shard and they hit usually between I would say 2,700 to 3,500, like damn near 24-7. Um, so it's, it, based on what we're talking numbers-wise, we seem to be in the realm of Atlantic in terms of population. Granted, obviously the Outlands as a custom map, it's much smaller than, you know, uh, UO. So I think it's, it's a bit harder for people to gauge on OSI just because I feel like, I don't know, you correct me if I'm wrong, people are spread out just way more because it's, it's just way bigger. I guess. I don't, like I said, I, I don't have a real good way to... The, OSI used to put these numbers out. They quit doing it years ago. Yeah. Um, so we, I really don't have a good... If, if, what's the name of the free shard? Uh, Outlands. Yeah. And you said they're running 2,700 per day? Yes, usually every, not every night he posts it, but he'll post like how many people are online in the client. It's usually at least 2,700, um, you know, which, I, and I know this historical data, I, this I do actually know, because um, I've been in free shards since hell, I don't know, a long time, very long time. This is the most, um, in terms of population, we have ever seen I will say in North America, I don't know <laughs> globally because believe it or not, right. there are global free shards that are pretty big. But in North America, I mean, those numbers are insane. We've never seen that before ever uh, on a free shard. Um, no, it's impressive. That's that's crazy, well, crazy impressive for a free shard. I yes. remember when Run U came out and I worked on two of the original Run UO free shards um as developers just a script a, writing the code for them yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were running servers that like if we had man if we had 100 people log in in one day we oh were like, yeah you know Dude, break out the champagne uh, i will <laughs> say in 2008 because i'm a huge uh hybrid junkie it was another free shard by the way it's one of the biggest ones back in 2008 i remember them hitting like 1800 online and dude that was like freaking pandemonium i mean you <laughs> want to talk about a world feeling alive hybrid was a clone again right before published 16 so that was right before doom and all those um new right. lands came out it was right. bumping man it just felt like bustling you know it was crazy um so you know seeing outlands you know kind of 
uh, success. It's, it's very interesting to me. And I want to ask you a few questions about um, OSI-specific stuff that I would say, you know, I get asked a ton. I may not even know either. That's why I want to ask you. So <laughs> there, there's my buddy, uh, Patrick the Loot. I think his name is on Twitch. Really cool guy. I, I'm friends with him. I'm going to talk to him here soon. Um, he streams, right? And I okay. kid you not, man, when he streams, he's on the original classic client. Because at first I thought, man, maybe this, this thing's lagging like the stream. I'm like, it's, you know, <laughs> but I kept watching. I said, man, some bitch is still on a damn classic, like 15 FPS client. So my question to you is, um, are you aware of the, well, I'm going to put this in hair quotes, the new classic client, because I, I refer to the new one as classic client. Are you aware of that? And, you know, do people use that on OSI? All right. So the, you're talking about classic UO, CUO? Yes, correct. Okay. Yes. All right. So the, a lot of people, most people still run on the 15 FPS classic client. Really? It, okay. It does. It does work. Um, oh no no however, i'm not discounting it i know it works <laughs> no i don't like it at all like i said um, i i do run um uh, a third-party helper either razor enhanced or orion i don't know if you know about those two i do know um, about orion because it got banned on outlands for like uh i think scripting a bit i don't know some scripting abilities i don't know the the nuts and bolts of it but yes i have heard of that client okay so orion is an actual client yeah, Orion is a rebuilt. It's almost like classic UO. You can set your DP or your uh, your frames per second. Yeah, you can set right. Your, there's a lot of things you can do on Orion. Razor enhanced is like uh, easy UO. It's a okay. It's an interpreter. It just um, it it you can run and stuff. Yeah, right. So yeah. classic UO running on Razor enhanced is um, what I use when I'm doing um, like trying to build a, a million small items or you know this and that right um classic uo not a lot of people run it um, wow. on not that i've seen Interesting. On, okay. um, osi the majority of them run either the classic client the original classic client with razor enhanced or they run um orion client on its own Okay, so that's um, actually popular than the Orion one. Okay, it's very popular. And just because okay. of the frames per second, it's just it's cleaner. Um, and in all reality, if they would, if OSI would just, there's a targeting problem on the classic client. Yeah. When you scroll through targets um, in PvP, it picks up. You you can't differentiate between just oranges, reds. It picks up. Mong bats, it picks up everything as you're scrolling through trying to pick your next target. So if you're oh. running through the countryside and you can't you can't set that any other way. That's huge. Yeah, um, you have to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Plus it's slow as hell. Like it just it bothers your eyes after a while because Oh dude, I I'm telling you watching this guy's stream, I was like, "Bro, how are your eyes not bleeding?" And I'm saying this in the public because I'm going to ask him the same damn question when I talk to him because <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, like I no way. I can't do it." Like even I'll even say this, even on, you know, the, in, in, you know, the, the new classic, you know, client, if you're classic UO or whatever, even with high FPS, man, sometimes my eyes get a little sensitive to like when the text is moving, like when you're running through and the text kind of moves. like, I, you know, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know, man, but like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm real specific on like how it's got to look, how I can play, but 
seeing that sucker chug, <laughs> I just there's not a chance I could play like that. I would feel like I'm on dial up. I would just feel that way. Um, so the small amount of time that I've had on the enhanced client on OSI, it's a much better client. It's yes. got way better frames per second. It's way cleaner. It's so nice. Um, the, the just all the artwork is nicer. It's right, just, well, it's an all around. It's a good experience. Do you know it's waffles? Just, you, I think yeah, I think waffles actually. About it, right? Yeah, waffles actually joined our guild um, when he finally got. He he had that uh, that idea of going from zero to end game with no right. help. Yes. And I watched the whole thing, and then he's like, "Yeah, well, we're looking for a guild, or we're going to look for a guild." And he joined our guild, and then he still was like, "I can't accept any help," and I'm like. That's what the guild does. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. That's the premise. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he runs Enhanced, anyways, is why I'm saying that, yeah. Right, you can do the whole thing on Enhanced. It's just very difficult to keep up in PvP using Enhanced Client. Right, yeah. Well, and, and that's what I think, you know, and I'm just going to say this overall about UO. You know, it's so damn niche that, like... <laughs> I almost say it's so anti, you know, new player friendly because there's just... You've never experienced, I guess, an MMO in my mind that you could have 18,000 different clients, this helper, this, you know, like it, it is mind boggling when I put myself in the shoes of a new person. Is that fair? I understood. Yep. hundred um, percent. And it doesn't matter if you're on free shot or wherever. I mean, there's just, there's so many damn options. Okay. So we talked about um, client. Let's really, I'm going to dive deep here. Um, what is your... And I don't want to get you in trouble, by the way. I probably should have asked you <laughs> topics to potentially avoid, but you just tell me if you want to pass, and that's okay. Um, but what is the overall? And I know you cannot speak for everyone. We're going to give that you know a huge asterisk. We I understand that. What is your reception on the current? You know, I think it's broad broadsword now or broadstone broadsword. Broadsword. Um, broadsword. What is your guys's reception on them as devs? Ooh. And maybe I can as go first, far, and you can, and you can maybe add in. Maybe that would be ahead. better. That's fine. Yeah, because I'm obviously, I would say, I'm disconnected in the fact that yeah, I don't play OSI um, actively right now, so I can only go off of what I see. Um, what I've seen um, is, I would say, I'm saddened, I guess, by it. What I see because. I still have this really weird glimmer of hope that the dev team and whoever's running the show is going to decide, hey, we're going to really give this thing the TLC it needs and deserves. Um, I don't know if the lack of... I'm just going to be frank with you. You know, the lack of care and kind of communication that I've seen is, I don't even know if they don't care. I don't know the answer to that, but, or is it resource constraints? But I would just say overall, I'm super disappointed in what I've seen from the team based on the damn cult following, and, you know, it still has. I don't know. That, that's kind of my, you know, hot take. I guess on it. I don't agree with you. Yeah, I don't agree with you on that. As far as okay, thinking yeah. that the dev, the, the dev team, I don't think it's a lack of caring. They just had the 25th anniversary. Was that last month? Yeah, yeah. I think it was. And um, 
I think the, like they they put a ton into that. Um, so talk like about said, that. Yeah. I, they, well, they just they had a, a bunch of different types of games um, where you won different uh, rare items and all these rare items combined to make you know one big cat type thing. Not it's not a cat, but anyways they they had all these pages for a rare book and you okay. put the pages in the book and then they had all these games where they gave away prizes for winning the individual tournament things and. It was it was like it was a major ordeal that they did on Origin. So people were transferring characters over to Origin. We transferred you know a ton of people off of uh, um, okay off and, of and, Atlantic to go over there. And this is a healthy conversation, by the way. I want you to refute me, by the way. That's why I'm bringing this up. Like I find it interesting because I want to bring ammo to bring to the other side. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. This is good. Yeah. yeah. Like I, said, go I, I don't I don't think it's at all a lack of caring. Like I said, I'm I'm not I'm not in with any of the devs right, um, it's not yeah, we don't yeah. have any problems as far as i know i'm not on any list anywhere for you know, being against anybody <laughs> yeah, black um, <laughs> well not before the podcast anyways yeah, but, right. <laughs> yeah. anyways um no they uh um they did a lot now that being said their timeline was off i think they had a lack of resources but they did like they had people from every shard we're talking japanese shards are logging in you know wow. three o'clock in the morning in japan like it yeah. was all of the devs were there. Or not dev, all the the GMs were there for each one of the shards. Were on Atlantic. Um, they were they were doing a ton. And when when we have a problem with something, um, we I feel like we've had a we've had an issue in the guild um, with uh, thieves, and we have been trying to get some changes to the guild roster. The actual in game everybody guild roster changed. Okay, and we've been going through Masana, um, man, for the last couple of years. To I mean, I mean, she's telling us what she can do, what she can't do. It's not like she just like you know go away. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, they 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 respond when people have came back and they're like, hey, I had a you know they come into the guild and like I had an account back here. And we all try to help them. Hey, go email right here. Give them all the information you can. You might get right. your account back. You might not. They seem like they're trying um but the staff numbers are definitely down from what i remember back in the day when we had sears and we had M uh, with well, sears yeah event managers i mean i keep but, it in perspective that i mean dude you know with four or five k people yeah i get it man they're not gonna have a hundred person team like when they had you know a hundred thousand subscribers so i'm gonna be fair in that but yeah i'm not i'm not expecting that at all i'm gonna tell you the why I said that, what I said, um, and maybe you can fill me in because you have more ear to the ground, obviously, than I do. I was <clears throat> my interest was peaked when I heard about New Legacy, okay, and right. and again, I'm I'm very much so removed from OSI. I don't know the inner workings, but I heard about it and I was like, man, that seems interesting. So I was like, okay, I started getting some information, and then I kind of watched some of the live streams, and I just felt like it was a little. I don't want to say disorganized, but I didn't really get any substantial information from it. And even when they were telling me stuff, I was like, man, if you guys only knew, you literally have a pool of, I would say, at least 5,000 players on the other side of this fence that are chomping at the bit, you know, for, I'm going to bring it up, you know, I know they say they can't do it. I don't believe them, but 
you know, we're talking about like a pre, you know, AOS type of server or New Legacy kind of fills that gap where they said it was going to be Feluca only. There were a lot of things that I would say people like me would say, you know, I'm going to give that a shot because every free shard I've played, um, uh, whoever owns it or whatever entity owns it, man, there are... <laughs> Well, let's just say this. UO in general brings drama, no matter where you are. <laughs> right. Right. So I, I always hold OSI to a corporate standard, if that's fair. And right. if they would bring something like, you know, uh, an old school shard, even, I mean, damn, even New Legacy, I'm willing to give it a shot. But I just felt like the delivery was really lackluster and I didn't really get a lot of information. See, so my idea on the, the on on the new uh, the, the new server they're talking about, they yeah. talked about bringing up. I think they just got into it at a really bad time. I think they got they got hit so hard during COVID because yeah. they brought that up in December of nineteen or January right. of twenty. <laughs> yeah. um, they put that out, and then um, they also brought in the new um, dungeon. Thing that they've got going on um that i don't know at, about but okay. at the same time they've got a um it's a they, they open up one dungeon with um a, some a specialty setup to where there's a ton of mobs you kill them every once in a while something drops in your pack you turn that pack that piece in for points and then you can buy high-end gear for a very limited okay. time that dungeon's only open for a certain amount of time gotcha okay both of those happened right at the beginning of COVID and, and OSI blew up during COVID. Right. It, was, it was pandemonium. I think, I think they had to divert. And like I said, I don't know for sure, but I'm right. just, my, my theory is, is that the servers that they have been allotted by EA just got overrun during COVID and they're like, okay, well now we got to focus our efforts on taking care of this extra 40% of the people that came right. in. Yeah. And we, we they've put it on the back burner and they haven't said they they haven't killed the project, but they haven't put it live. What's, I haven't heard what's your play take testing. on it though? I don't know. I, I I've spent so much time building what I have built in the game. I hate to see everything dropped once per season. See, I get, and it's very interesting to have this conversation because I'm totally for that. Like, I'm like, man, if, if I could come in there, bang around for a season reset, I'm, but again, I'm a, I'm a very much PvPer mindset, right? So I do have a different take where I'm a hardcore niche PvPer, and that really called to me. And, you know, uh, what also called to me was, again, that corporate structure, I feel like, I'm going to put this in huge air quotes, obviously, I feel it's going to be more fair, you know, than a free shard would be uh, in terms um, of rules. And like, I don't. That. I don't. I don't know what everybody else says about free shards and whatnot. Like I said, yeah. there's there there isn't a whole bunch of talk about free shards. But from my own personal perspective, free shards. You never know if you know if the if the owner's brother is getting you know specialty stuff. You never know. It, it's just it. It seems like on OSI, there's some overpowered stuff on there. There's some things yeah. that are out there, but. It it seems pretty well balanced, and you, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I've never seen somebody walking around with stuff that any eyes were open. That well, 
they know Masana, so they have this stuff. You know what I'm saying? No, and and I understand where you're going with that. Um, I'll say I've played, you know, you know, honestly, I've only played probably three or four free shards in my UO career, which is, is probably in the lower end <laughs> compared to most. But um, I'm at the point in my life where I go into a free shard knowing it could go away at any second, right? Like I've, I've built, I've invested time. Now, <laughs> COVID was a really weird bubble, man, where I had, I would say quadruple the amount of time <laughs> that I normally have <laughs> to game. So I did put a hell of a lot of time into Outlands that I normally, you know, wouldn't have done. But I think we all... Um, kind of we're in a really weird bubble <laughs> during right. you know covid time but um I'll say this my personal take is like I said I always expect a free shard to implode go away I don't know die off whatever that's really nothing new cuz I've seen it before so I'm kind of I I'm in the space where I was like on outlands I geared myself up so I could just pvp all the time and I don't care and it's really for the experience I'm having when I log in. That was my end goal, if that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, yeah, and- from my perspective, I, I like I said, I got I got week long goals, I got month long goals. Right. Yes. Um and and if the server doesn't pay their bill, <laughs> then if a free shard goes down, they're like, well, they just they went missing. They might come back up next month right. when he gets paid or something. That's it seems like it's like it I just I I've never been big on that. No, um, and that's fine. Do, do other people, and I'm just going to reference cool because you know, you know your own guild, but I mean, do that, are they aware of free shards at all? Do you know? Do you like? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's aware of them. Okay. Um, no, I didn't I mean, know. It, okay, that's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, it, that's it. Nobody really talks about, like, they don't talk bad about them, good about them. Um, we have uh, people in the guild that play on, um, free shards. Yeah. Um, they run on, I think if I remember right, um, a couple of our guys went over to outlands and started a cool yes. guild. On I remember outlands. I asked you about, it. I think I asked you or the other guy I talked to about it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they, they're, I mean, they play them. It's just, it doesn't really like, it never really comes up in conversation because there's, there's just, there's so much going on all the time. We don't really discuss like, we have an entire other game section like a right. couple of nights ago one of our guys started up an arc server i think is that yeah. right yeah ark yeah, i think yeah. yeah there are five of them on there right now that are all streaming arc on our discord server and they're like they bounce around between that like new world was a thing for a while right um, but it's it, it all runs under the same heading um well i think most- too and you'll probably agree with this is Really, I mean, I know it's 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 based around UO, but a lot of uh, guilds and organizations, and I can speak personally on this. I'm really looking for a community. You know what I'm saying? Like somewhere you can get in where you fit in. You know, uh, you know, shoot the shit with people, drink at night. You know, when your kids are asleep, maybe you go hunting, PKing, or maybe you want to load up another game, whatever. And it's just that sets on camaraderie. I'm gonna give you an example of something I did. Um, and and and. You know, it was so special to me. So uh, this was probably, 
it was during COVID. I, it was towards the end of COVID. I don't know. But anyway, um, I basically summoned, uh, there was this old uh, guild that was called the 5% Crew. And this is way back when Outlands first released in like 19. They banded a bunch of reds together and they wanted to make some changes to PvP. Well, um, yeah, it's very short-lived when that happens. But uh, I, I, me and a couple other guys decided to kind of resurrect it. And man, I summoned like, we, we literally had... I think we were at the Discord maximum for the channel size of my channel. And, man, I had just, I mean, so many people in there, webcams on, just everyone's, you know, mug chugging, drinking, we're PKing. And it, like, it brought me back to, like, 2000, 2001, you know, where you're just hanging out with, you know, the guys or girls, whatever, and you're just having fun on UO, you know, PKing, doing your thing, and... I don't know. Maybe you can relate to that, but it, just, it it was so special just to bring people together like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's every single day. That's yeah. what we do. The fellowship, um, the camaraderie, right? And but as you said, anytime you have you you're gonna have drama. So <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. That, that's in, no a, in a in a guild, we have clicks of this click and that click, and they, you know, what I'm saying they all they all run together. Um, they they mix and match back between each other, um, but you can always find somebody on. Right. So we don't whether they're sitting around like some people don't even like they they'll get on just get on Discord and just hang out with their friends if they like. I've got some people we got. Uh, you know, one of our um, council members is um, I think he's in England. Um, okay. Yeah. Sometimes he can't play, but he'll be on his phone or he'll be on Discord with us. We've got um, one of our Emmys is in Jerusalem, I think. Um, okay. He's on all the time. You speaking uh, of across the pond? I want you to do this because out of four hundred members and cool, someone's going to remember this, and they're going to say, "No freaking way!" So I encourage you to go back, and this is a shameless plug on my own podcast. I'm going to do it because I can. Okay. But go back, and I don't know if you remember this website. There's a website called AskChopper.com. And if you ask... Was it, that the... It was the exploit ahead. website. It was with... I remember that. Okay. Okay. Now you're following me. I, I was able... I don't even remember how this happened, man. I tracked down Chopper himself, okay? And I don't know, I don't know if we streamed a freaking email. God, I don't, it was so long ago. Anyway, he quickly became like... Uh, one of my best friends in the game i actually got him to play um on outlands and you want to talk about like you know fangirling but dude i was like <laughs> i told him we were in his house the other day and i'm like chopper and he's like yeah and now that you know we, we've shared some experiences like uh, chopper is and i'm gonna shamelessly plug him because he's just a cool guy the dude's like the James Bond from across the pond. Like, guy's voice is like, you know, it's ridiculous, right? Like, just out of this world, right? And I'm talking to him. I was like, man, you've become just such a great friend. And uh, he's like, yeah. He's like, I still love this damn game after all these years. But tell everyone in cool about him. Because if you go back and listen to his episode, it was one of my favorite ones. Um, he kind of goes over, like, his website, AskChopper.com, and, like, you know, goes through the whole spiel of it. But... A lot of old school OSI players will appreciate that because that was a uh, an oldie but goodie website, man. <laughs> We've actually talked about that. Um, there's there's a small group of us that still um, we work on the the scripts and whatnot for yeah 
we, we don't do a lot of PVP. We don't do any exploit. We're all white hat at this point. But right. there's some of us that are from back in the day, you know, we were just talking about the um, his website. Man, it must have been last week or the week before. Really? Just going That's over funny, the man. If, if I remember right, you had to submit a new exploit yes. to get to the hidden area. I, Is that they, right? Yeah, and I and I, I told him on that episode. I said, "Man, I say you pissed me off so bad." He's like, "Why?" I was like, "Dude, I I couldn't, I never could get in because." <laughs> I never had anything to submit. <laughs> the bad part was is that if you did submit something, you couldn't get to the hidden areas. You're like, if you found something or you yeah. heard about something, that might get you in. And then you right. get the response back. You're like, we already know that one. Dude, like, I well, told him, I said, Chopper, <laughs> you were living like in 2022, bro, with that website. Because like it, he was so way ahead of his time. And one of the takeaways was I was like, all right, man, just tell me, man. You probably made a killing off the website. He's like, no, nah, man, I didn't make really anything off it. I was like, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe it, you know, just uh, <laughs> really funny. But and and um, you know, it, it's been funny on this UO journey that I've been on with this podcast. I've touched man so many different areas, different walks of life. People that I never would have thought played or gave me stories that were just like, wow, that you know, it's incredible who this game has touched. I mean, do you agree with that? Oh well, man, I'm. <laughs> I'm the age I am and I'm still playing this game. This is <laughs> yeah. like the, yeah. this and I, everybody that I know of that, that plays um, that has been playing for more than a couple of years. It's like they might waver off to another game for a little bit, you know, they'll right. moonlight for a little bit, but then like nothing touches you like UO, like nothing has all the stuff that UO has. And I'm not sure anything ever can again. I, I was hopeful on new world, but boy, they crashed that one hard. Um, oh yeah i mean nobody the uo is just it's such a it's just it, it, i call it, it a you, gift can, and you a can curse. do anything it, it's it's the endless dragon that you will chase for the rest of your life <laughs> i mean nothing compares it, no. it, it, it it's ruined me for mmos i'll say that so i'm gonna get to some fun questions we're kind of nearing the end here now these are i want to set set it up here these are nothing to do with uo these are just fun questions that i ask all right. Um, on your phone, do you have any games that you play, like mobile not, games? Not really. No, I think I got Sudoku on there. Oh my um, god! Well, are you sixty? No, I'm not sixty. <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I got my my uh, uh, my kids have been doing. Uh, uh, I got them an Oculus back at the beginning of COVID. I got a second one. Really? Um, a short time after and writing software the way that I do, um, I started um, building, uh, I don't know, you guys, you don't have Haven in yours, but we built Haven and I've been trying to port Run UO into Oculus for wow. a virtual reality. Um, so I do a lot of that. I don't really play on my phone much. Okay, so I wait, hold on. You touched, stuff. you touched on a very interesting topic. So um, actually on my desk, I have an Oculus uh, 2 sitting here charging. Um, I got it uh, the same reason you did during COVID, right? We're all at home. We're about to kill each other. What do we do? I'm like, let's right. get the Oculus. And I didn't think it was going to be a hit here. Like, I, you know, I, uh, something you play. But honestly, um, the whole family, like, man, we, we love it. And I think it was, yeah, it was the middle of COVID. I subscribed to this um, uh, app called Supernatural, kind of like um, the Peloton of vr it's like workouts right. dude 
that some bitch will work you out. <laughs> like, so I do. The, what's the VR workout one that I have? I forget that. It, so Supernatural came out after the first one. The first one was free, and then they went to a subscription base, and I'm grandfathered in. Yeah. But that thing, it will. It. I mean, it, I, I got to have. Well, you got to have multiple pads for the Oculus because you yeah. sweat right through the damn things, you know? Like, well, I had it's... to buy a damn, uh, <laughs> like a lens fog cleaner <laughs> for the <laughs> thing because, I mean, I let me tell you, man, I'm like a furnace. Like, <laughs> I burn up. <laughs> and I was like, man, this thing keeps fogging. So I, I kind of got that worked out. But, uh, uh, okay, back on track. There, right. There's a Facebook <laughs> group for UO. There's probably a, a thousand. I don't know. In, in one of the groups, there was a guy... I think his name was Tim because I did email him. I was supposed to talk to him. He mentions in one of the posts that he's working on like a VR type UO project. And really, and yet, oh, okay, hold on, you're, you're gonna wait. I gotta get you his name because I want you to look it up because you guys may be in a similar realm. Um, he said basically he's he's trying to do something like UO in VR, but I didn't really get. A full mess. Okay, his name is Tim Cotton. Is the guy's name? Um, so you may go and look on the Facebook groups, but he's doing something with VR. And I'll tell you, man. Uh, you know, as an Oculus user, because I was gonna be my, actually one of my questions if you you know use VR or not. I was thinking like, man, if there could be like a medieval UO type of thing, I would be so in. You know, not only for and and this is the interesting thing about VR to me, um, and, I, and you're gonna agree because we we play UO. I'm not so much of a graphics whore as I used to be. Now in my old and mature, I put that in air quotes <laughs> age. <laughs> um, I'm more of like you know functionality gameplay. And I thought in my head, man, if I could be sitting there with a suit of armor on with my headset on, talking, voicing to real people in like a UO type of house, dude. I mean, I may never leave my house. <laughs> right? The so crazy thing is, your project. What, what, like, explain, like, building whatever well, you the, the, So, the, the, so Run UO, the original Run UO was built in C Sharp. Okay. Right? All right. So, Unity, the game engine that you can build games for the Oculus on, right? yeah. the whole thing's in C Sharp. So, wow. the only, only thing you really got to do is change the item IDs and some of the functionality. Um, support UO into VR. Wow. Really? So it can be done. It's just a matter of, first off, can the VR handle it? Can the Oculus handle it? Because they're not really that big. And then second off, all you can't build the whole world. It's just it's too big. Right. Um, so that's that's really where it's kind of getting stuck right now is trying to figure out how do you cast spells? Is it by hand movements? Because you can't do it by keystrokes. Or if you press something on screen, like like you double clicked, uh, can you do it know. fast enough to do PvP? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. There's there's definitely some interesting limitations that I'm glad I do not have to figure out. However, it, I will be buying <laughs> whoever comes out with it, and I'll definitely support them. Um, but uh, I'm actually very looking forward to the Oculus Three coming out in 23. I know they just released the. The Meta Pro, but that, yeah, I don't. I'm not really interested in that. That price point doesn't seem to be worth it to me. Um, yeah, but I'm looking forward to the Oculus. You know, uh, I still call it the Oculus Hell, but um, you know, three coming out in 23, I think is going to be huge because I mean, this thing, uh, it, it 
it's a workhorse too. Like I said, all four of us in this house use it, abuse it, <laughs> and it's been rock solid. Right. Um, okay. But anyways, but no, no games on the phone. Not the okay. Yeah, I apologize, man. I, you got me hot on the other man. Um, <laughs> passionate about that. Okay. Uh, okay. If if for some reason, um, and I don't think you live in California, so I don't think you hit the Powerball. <laughs> if you hit a Powerball one day, what would you use the money for in terms of UO? What would you do? Well, it's, listening to your podcast as long as I have, yeah. hearing how uh, Richard Garriott said that he had a, a standing offer to buy it back, but it was held up in corporate. I would find some way to pay off whoever it is is holding up, giving it back to Richard Garriott. Yeah, I, I completely agree, man. I, you know. When he told me that, I got so hot and bothered by that comment. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, you know, it just, uh, I was so mad. Because I'm like, why wouldn't you let this guy buy it back? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Right? Like, what am I missing? Um, okay, that's a good answer. Yeah, for sure. I, no, I agree. Um, and, oh, I, I meant to ask this too. Uh, what are you sipping on? Right now, it's uh, Coors Light. And I'm going to be switching over to Tank 7, which is a local beer pretty soon. Okay, are you just a strictly beer guy? Do you go into the liqueurs, if you will? Or no? I drink uh, whiskeys. Um, there's a, <laughs> dating myself, there's one called Old Granddad. I used to drink, uh, <laughs> um, I used to drink, I was a Jack Daniels guy, then I went to um, yeah. Gentleman Jack, and then switched over to Old Granddad, and the, uh, and that's, a, it's just, it's so good. Um, so you've matured just, as well, then, it sounds like. Somewhat. <laughs> you know, during COVID, man, I discovered tequila and I was a big whiskey guy until I discovered um, tequila and I've been hooked on that. Now, I will give you a whiskey, I don't know if it's a bourbon as well, to try. Um, it, Metallica came out with one. It's called, I think it's Blackened. Um, there's a cheaper bottle for like 50 bucks. Then there's the higher end for a hundred go for the hundred. And it was on the few like whiskeys that I could actually like sip and not feel like I'm drinking like gasoline. <laughs> it was like really good. <laughs> um, but since I switched, try that. since I switched tequila though, man, I have not touched whiskey bourbon at all. I can't do it because tequila to me is like, it's so sweet and smooth. I don't get a hangover. Like, I feel like I'm, you know, 18 again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but okay. Uh, wrapping up, man. Uh, is there anything, you know, that you want to tell the audience at large or shout out anything like that? Um, well, you yeah, know, shout out to, you know, all cool. Um, the, uh, and what's your website? I forgot to ask you. How can people look up cool if they want to get an OSI? How do they do that? Man, I think it's cooluo.com. You can Google it. We're um, just Google K O O L and should be the first one. Um, I'll right link there. it in the notes have... too, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Other yeah. than that, um, whether you're on free shards or OSI or anything, just keep helping the people that are coming back and keep helping the people that uh, are trying it for the first time, try and help them get over the, uh, the antiquated graphics. Because, yeah. you know, the game, it, it Whenever we quit trying to help the rest of the players is when it's actually going to die. And it's been going 25 years now. So it's, you know, I recommend everybody just don't be those guys who just runs around and 
you know, bonks everybody and then, you know, makes toxic <laughs> environments. Yeah. <laughs> Spread your time out and help people too. Right. No, I, I sincerely appreciate you sitting down with me, man. This has been a blast. It's been fun. I appreciate it. Yes, sir.